Which party will win the midterms and just how bad is the economy getting? I'm Greg Corumbus. Join Jim Garrity of National Review and me each weekday for the Three Martini Lunch podcast. We'll give you the good, bad, and crazy news of the day and lots of laughs too. Follow the Three Martini Lunch wherever you get your podcasts. Dana Lash's Absurd Truth Podcast. And one more thing, Haley, I would emphasize is I think um, more broadly in terms of, you know, soldiers coming from um, marginalized communities or, you know, demographics that are not widely represented in the Army, that's part of why we've got to emphasize positive command climates and inclusion. You know, we get criticized, frankly, sometimes for being woke. I'm not sure what woke means. I think woke means a lot of different things to different people. Um, but first of all, I would say if, if woke means, you know, we are not focused on war fighting, we are not focused on readiness, that doesn't reflect what I see at installations all around the country or overseas when I go and visit. But I think, you know, we do have a wide range of soldiers in our army, and we've got to make them all feel included. And that's why a lot of our diversity, equity, and inclusion programs are important. That is, goodness, that is Christine Wormuth, who is the Army Secretary, and explaining that she just doesn't understand what woke means. Welcome back to the program. You are lovable curmudgeon, Dana Lash, here with you, top of our third hour this Tuesday. Let me tell you something. One of my sons is about to turn 18. And like clockwork, right ahead of his birthday, he gets the notice from Selective Service. Just FYI, you know, you're going to be getting your Selective Service card. And here's a reminder, if you don't fill out your Selective Service, your draft card, oh, you're going to be in so much trouble. It's a crime. You could be fine. Go to jail. All oh, it's so bad. When I hear Christine Warmoth talk about inclusion there's only one there's only one type of a soldier that gets the draft card there's only one type and there's only one type of soldier that gets in trouble for not filling out the draft card i mean there are major consequences Now, people say, oh, there's not going to be a draft. It would require an act of Congress to reinstate the draft. Well, just so you know, Chuck Schumer's always supported it. And I remember back in the early aughts, that was a bill here after the war on terror that they were looking at bringing back out. So, yeah, they've always been very excited about it. And don't think that War, Inc. doesn't love that idea. There are serious consequences I mean, criminal penalties, civil penalties. And then you have the Army Secretary talking about inclusion. This is not the military, and I hear this from people who served. And so my opinion on this is largely, to be frank, formed by two things. What I see, the wokery in the military that I see, and what I hear from my friends who served. And my family who served. It's very different. I have, I have friends who say I got out right at the time. I have a number of friends who were Navy SEALs, who were uh, Army Rangers, and they, they're all like, oh, we got out right at the time that it was good because things are changing. 
I cannot tell you how many times I hear that. There is, there are no exceptions. And I've asked even, I'm like, surely am I just being too harsh? Because when I was growing up, you know, service in the military, I mean, that was, it's the military. You know, we grow up as kids and we, we, we grow up with these institutions. And when you're a kid, you think that the adults know better. And that surely institutions can't be corrupted. And then as you get older, you realize that that's not the case. And then as you get older, it's not about being jaded. It's about the reality that doesn't make you cynical. It just proves some of your suspicions to be true. I mean, case in point here. The first week in office, Joe Biden immediately had this ban reversal on transgender service members. Here's, I, I, I don't care what your opinion is of who someone sleeps with or how they want to identify. I don't care what people do. I don't care what their sexual preference is. I don't care how they identify. The only thing I care about is are you going to be able to get over yourself enough to be a part of a fighting force? Because this, this obsession with self-expression is not, that's not what the military is about. The military is exclusive for a reason and they have health discrimination. They have, I don't even, discrimination is not even the right word. Like if you're flat footed, I mean, you used to be stricken off consideration just to be flat footed because they would look at your, you know, is, are you going to, do you have a chance of hurting your ankle? Could you actually be a burden in the field or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. All of these things, I go back to that whole scene from, Uh, Zack Snyder's 300. And when you had the military, I wrote, I think I've written about this before. Because it gets into the, the, the whole battle of Thermopylae. And how you had the betrayal of Leonidas before the battle of Thermopylae by this, this one individual who was not able to be the warfighter that Leonidas needed. And as a result, he was making it about him instead of about his country. And he ended up betraying the 300. I don't want confusion in the battlefield. I don't care about anything, anything of that nature in the battlefield. And for the Army Secretary to say, I have no idea what woke is. I mean, I'm looking at a tweet from the U.S. Air Force, March 31st, 2022. Today is Trans Day of Visibility. Check out Undersecretary Air Force Jones. Talk with Lieutenant Colonel Bree Fram, the highest ranking openly transgender Department of Defense officer. Blah, blah, blah. The first thing that Biden did. First week in office, reverse that, reverse the regulations on transgender service members. Then you had the vaccine mandate, forcing people to get, forcing our soldiers to get an injection that didn't do what they said it did. Then the Navy came out with a video talking about preferred pronouns, an instruction video about preferred pronouns in the Navy. And then you had all of these branches. Oh, we're going to celebrate this month and that month and Pride Month and all of this. Then you had the issue of taxpayer funded gender reassignment surgeries and treatments within the military. Military drag shows for families. And then service members who were triggered by uh, state laws on abortions, which, by the way, there were, again, there is no law that prohibits it for the life of the mother at all whatsoever. So don't 
They could, they, compassionate reassignments so that you could be moved to an area that didn't hurt your feelings because of your uninformed political stance. This is what we're talking about. And to have the Army Secretary say, I don't know what woke means, why in the hell should any mother or father feel comfortable or confident about sending their child to serve in the military or have their husband serve or their wife serve or their parents serve under that kind of leadership? When the focus seems to be on everything but being a cohesive fighting force, when the focus seems to be on all of the things that divide instead of the things that unite, which is absolutely antithetical to creating a supreme fighting force. And that is the only job of the military. You don't know what woke is. You're a liar. It's degrading to the strength of the military and it gets people killed. The only concern should be, do you want to live freely? Can you kick ass? Will you save your fellow soldier? If you guys, things go sideways, can you complete a mission? I don't care what your favorite color is. Doesn't matter what music you like. It doesn't matter who you're going to go to bed with. None of this stuff, all of this stuff is irrelevant to the questions asked. This isn't a social experiment. This is real life against real evil. You know, I keep thinking when we celebrate D-Day and you see those amazing photos of these boats as they're going to shore and these guys who are these soldiers who are just kind of hunkered down and they're they're of all ages there's some real young men in there and there's some older men those who are uh, have some seniority and they're approaching one of the beaches and they can't see everything out but we know what's coming because you know here in the future we have that benefit of knowing what they're going to face there in the past and then that door opens and they get to get out in that chest high water and get to, and just somehow not get obliterated when they get on to shore. And looking at those photos, many of which were taken in that split second before that heavy metal door dropped. And those soldiers had to get out. Do you think anyone cared what the other guy's favorite color was or who the other guy went to bed with or how, what pronouns the other guy wanted to use. Probably it seemed that the concern would be how well the other guy could get to shore, whether he was physically capable of getting to shore, whether he was able to clear any kind of malfunction from his rifle, whether he was a good shot, what the weather conditions were. Can you see I think that's probably what they were concerned about. I have no idea why they're even messing with wokery. But for the Army Secretary, Christine Warmoth, to sit up there and say, well, we want everyone to feel included. I don't, not when it comes to the military. I want the people who can go and who want to be free and who can fight to be free and who put themselves second next behind the mission. That is who I want. 
And if people want to make it about themselves more so than the people with whom they serve and the mission that they're out to accomplish, then those people should be excluded. But you, we have to actually commit seppuku at the altar of political correctness and deny this. Because those are the new rules. That's compassionate, right? That's how it's defined. But it's interesting how compassionate compassionate uh, behavior and compassion itself isn't defined or noted its absence not noted by people who want to sacrifice others at their altar of vanity folks stop overpaying and let recoil gunworks be your go-to for ammo this is a great indiana based company and it was actually created in a small basement in 2013 small midwest town in their basement and uh, family-owned, they think like us. And they're really known for, over at Recoil Gunworks, they're web-based firearms, ammo, and accessories retailer. They're really known for their police trade-in guns in great shape. They pick them, including the firearms, the lights, the sights, the scopes, tasers, and more. You can buy now, pay later, no interest. And at Recoil Gunworks, they have very, very competitive pricing. Super easy-to-use website as well. Just visit recoilgunworks.com slash Dana. You can search for whatever you need by caliber, weight, application, you can look for brands like Winchester, Federal. Uh, vast majority of the country, by the way, has no restrictions on receiving ammo. And they will note, you know, they have it all up there very helpfully on their website. Ammo shipped to your door where legal. And they explain that, including Illinois, New Jersey, and Connecticut. You need to see the frequently asked questions on that. And check the product restrictions page for further state law requirements and restrictions. Visit recoilgunworks.com slash Dana today to get you a full list of products. And use code Dana to get free shipping on your next order. Whether you need it in the woods or on the range, Recoil Gunworks gets it there fast and once you make your first order it won't be the last use code dana right now to get free shipping at recoilgunworks.com slash dana and now all of the news you would probably miss it's time for dana's quick five brought to you by caltech well they're remaking they're not remaking it's like a i guess it's a sequel to a christmas story now before you get upset because this is one of my favorite movies of all time it's actually Ralphie is back and he it's the same guy. It's Peter Billingsley. He is Ralphie. He's an adult Ralphie who goes back to his childhood home with his own kids. Fun fact, Peter Billingsley, the guy who was Ralphie, is like actually like really good friends with Vince Vaughn. I don't know if you knew that. Uh, he's been making movies in LA for you know a long time. A lot of stuff with Vaughn too, I think, but I think he's been in the production aspect of it. But it's been 40 years though. Ralphie Parker is gonna be back, a Christmas story. And there's I mean, this, it's, I'm really excited. It's going to be November 17th. It's going to be on HBO Max. It's a Christmas story Christmas is what they call it. It's going to be on HBO Max November 17th. So just FYI, that's going to be very, very excited about that. So you have something to look forward to. Uh, Also, let's see here. This, Sweden's new government scraps their feminist foreign policy. I don't know why they had to have something like that in the first place. They said Sweden's new right-wing government said Tuesday that it was ditching the country's pioneering feminist foreign policy launched by the left-wing group in 2014, saying the label could be counterproductive. The new foreign minister announced the move just moments after the prime minister presented his new government backed by far-right Sweden Democrats. That sounds weird. Uh, but the foreign... Who cares? It's foreign... Fe- I don't care enough. I don't care. It's Sweden, I don't care. Uh, RFK's grandson, Connor Kennedy 
reveals he secretly fought in Ukraine despite having no military experience and he was willing to die there, but only told one person his real name. I just find that to be weird. You wouldn't do it here, but you'd go over there. Just, you know. I know that they were looking for backpats and all that, right? And that usually what what they do that. Uh, also, bread prices have skyrocketed as inflation grips Europe. Super high elevated costs of flour, nuts, and eggs, even electricity. They're forcing bakers to increase their prices and cut their production. Uh, they said inflation. It's high like that everywhere. Inflation is brutally, brutally high. Uh, also, let's see this. Uh, I Iranian state media is now going after Britney Spears. I th- like they don't have enough problems right now. This is the latest uh, coming in. They said that they're uh, apparently they've decided that the, that the state sponsored media group. They've been trying to drown out celebrity support for Iranian protesters. And so their Islamic Republic news agency is now looking, focusing on state propaganda that is pushing back against U.S. celebrities who have been uh, indicating support for the Iranian women protesters. And we've talked a little bit about that. Uh, But yeah, they said that they want to drown out the support for the nationwide protests and so now they're going after people and having propaganda around people like Britney Spears and others oh my goodness overwhelmed by 20,000 migrants New York City opens their first tent shelters they got their tent city literally called Eric Adams tent city in New York but they makeshift centers to host an influx of tens of thousands of people who entered the country illegally and it's going to be in Randall's Island it's going to provide food and water and medical care all kinds of stuff. They have a 10 p.m. curfew. I'm just sure, I'm sure that people will abide by the curfew. Stick with us. We got a lot more in store back after this. Switching gears, Rachel Levine, who is the deputy, whatever, over at Health and Human Services. He, he's what? He's the deputy. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's overweight. I think he's, he's, well, he's overweight and he has mental issues, but he wants to dictate health to you. Audio soundbite eight, he's defending minor transgender surgeries. He calls them medical therapies. Let's be real. Now, it's very important to note that the fact that the appropriateness of a range of medical treatments, evaluations, and treatments of people who are transgender and transgender youth is thoroughly grounded in medical research. And we do not lead state laws and actions that dictate principles of transgender medical care by us, pediatric experts. Many at our nation's outstanding children's hospital, including Stanford Children's Hospital. Hmm. Studies clearly show that gender affirming care results in positive mental health outcomes. These health services are medically necessary services for youth. No, they're not. And gender affirming care is medically necessary, safe and effective. It's not it's none of those things. It's absolutely none of those things. It's not necessary. It's not safe, nor is it effective. The end. It's not. It's not any of those things. The fact that you have this individual at HHS shows me we don't need an HHS. I, don't, I mean, we really don't. You don't need an HHS at this point. You just don't. This, um, I, I, this idea that, because he's talking about not just any kind of therapies, he's talking also about any kind of transgender surgeries as well. And it's none of this is medically necessary. But this is their, their, what they're insisting that it be classified as. I mean, I just don't, it just is wild to me. Absolutely wild. It's, it's abusive. It is abusive. 
I had to play that soundbite for you. I have a couple of other things to hit too. Uh, in all of this, the let's get to the this yes. So today and yesterday, they the CDC was voting as to whether or not they're going to incorporate the vac. I don't want to say vaccine. The injection for kids for minors, if they're going to incorporate that as part of the. Uh, immunization schedule for kids going to school because if they can make that part of the mandate you know your kid would have to have the injection even though they don't need it and that's the demographic that is least affected by the virus and all the fatalities as we talked about that Fauci had said occurred were people that had serious comorbidities every one of them so if they make this if they mandate this that means what public schools kids would have to have the injection although I think they said it was going to be something determined state by state in their meeting yesterday. But what it does do is further limit any kind of liability that they might face as a result of it being part of this schedule. There's some, you know, legal maneuvering there, but this is, you know, that's kind of part and parcel of it. So I, I don't know. I, I, I don't even know why they're, why they want to add this in here when it doesn't do anything to the demographic that it says it's going to do. Well, that's, uh, that's it. I mean, it's not providing anybody any immunity. And uh, you have the chickenpox vaccine. What does that do? Actually, it does provide immunity to the pharmaceutical companies from liability. They're immune from liability as soon as it gets on the children's schedule. And that's why they're pushing this so hard. Yeah. Well, but it, but think about the other stuff that they have on the schedule. When you have, uh, like the chickenpox vaccine, that actually provides an immunity. The polio vaccine, that actually provides an immunity. All the stuff that they have on there actually actually confers immunity. What does this do? Will you get? Oh, you'll get. Will you get banned on Facebook if you say that it doesn't? So stupid. This society, honestly, I'm I'm past the point in, in believing that the people on this planet are even worthy of being saved from the sweet meteor of death at this point. Because this is just so ridiculous. Oh, we're just going to do it for optics anyway. We're going we're gonna to demand that your kids get it. Remember back during uh, the, I, th- I guess we were in the middle of the, the throes of the school shutdown. They did that survey to determine where the biggest rates of transmission were occurring and what they discovered is that the rates of transmission were actually the lowest in schools, but they were the highest in places like the supermarket. And then the only reason that people were, were contracting this at school is they were adults. It was adults who would have home get-togethers, et cetera, and then they would go, and that's how, that's how this was happening. So it's just, it's, it's goofy. It's goofy, and it doesn't actually confer any kind of, there's no actual immunity here that's given from this. But they're going to be, they're going to protect themselves. So there you have it. Keltec Innovation is back to back. You've heard me talk about Keltec's P50 pistol. Now here comes the new 9mm P15 carry pistol. Quality engineered, the 9mm P15 carry pistol is the lightest, thinnest of its kind in Keltec's first striker fire handgun. And as another first, the P15s feature a totally unique patent pending 15 round extended magazine. Now, other features include ambidextrous grip, safety, reversible mag release, and the hybrid fiber optic night 
eight sites with fully adjustable rear. That all comes standard. It's from Keltec, inventors of subcompact polymer and now metal handguns. The P15's gator grip texture on the polymer version increases stability and makes for easy, accurate handling, while the all-metal version offers comfortable but positive traction and a really beautiful wood grip panel. The P15 is the dependable firepower you need to secure your world. See the new 9mm P15 first, up close and personal, at keltechweapons.com. That's K-E-L-T-E-C weapons.com. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. <laughs> it's time for Florida Man. Flager County, Florida. Here's the headline. I run the county. Florida commissioner tells Trooper after he was caught speeding in his Ferrari. Ooh. So video from Florida Highway Patrol shows Flagler County Commissioner Chairman Joe Mullins being pulled over for speeding in his red Ferrari. A trooper stopped him on Interstate 95. Patrol dash cam video captured the whole exchange. He says, hey, look, so 92 miles per hour is 22 over the speed limit. Okay, the trooper explains. Normally I give warnings and I give breaks, but it looks like you've been given a warning already. So I do issue the citation. And with that said, it's going to be payable within 30 days. So this happened in June and all of this is now coming out. So as the trooper explains it, Mullins cut him off he goes i run the county so i know how that works and the trooper goes you run the county and mullins goes yeah i'm chairman of the county commission and like the trooper continues explaining the citation because apparently if you knew it then why would you do it Ooh, there you go well if you knew it joe then why would you do it joe so he got written up anyway that didn't work dude that did not work it didn't work All right, so I'm just, I'm, man, be careful the ladies that you meet in a bar, okay? That's all I'm going to be saying. Fort Lauderdale police say a woman possibly drugged a man she met at a bar and then stole his Rolex and other items. Uh, The preliminary investigation, now wait, wait, I'm sorry. He's, what's the latest iPhone, 13? How are you wearing a Rolex and you got an iPhone 12? Sorry, I just got to point out like some obvious priorities here, okay? Like I just, hold up. You're going to be walking around with a Rolex. You deserve to get robbed. I'm just, I'm kidding. Anyway, so Fort Lauderdale, they're investigating this guy or this case. This guy had, he stole two of his designer watches, his iPhone 12 Pro, his wallet and $1,000 cash while he was inside his house. While she was inside his house. Uh, the, the total loss was about $52,000, and it shows them walking back. He takes this woman. Uh, they meet. This is what happens when you are skeezy. If you meet some broad in a bar, and she gives you a roofie and then takes you back to your house and robs you blind, maybe you shouldn't be, you know, doing a hookup with one a broad that you just meet in a bar. You know what I'm saying? There are consequences to being a, a, a whore. There are. Man or woman. Don't be doing that stuff and you won't get robbed. It's like not difficult. Golly. Like I'm not trying to shame the guy for getting robbed, but don't be a whore, a male whore. Don't. Okay. Um, a Florida man named Demon set. <laughs> he set fire to a police station and a cruiser in Tampa. A homeless man who said his name was Demon. Okay, was captured on security video pouring out what they thought, what they said is gasoline on two different vehicles. And then he tried unsuccessfully to light them on fire. They kind of lit on fire, but not, I don't know why. 
Uh, this is in Escambia County. He was arrested and charged with aggravated assault on a law enforcement officer. His name literally is Demon Blackman. Demon Blackman. Who is your mother? Where you have this child. I mean, Elizabeth Warren? I don't know. Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Dana Lash's Absurd Truth Podcast. If you haven't already, make sure to hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Which party has more momentum heading into the crucial midterm elections? Just how rough is inflation on American families? And are we really on the brink of nuclear war in Ukraine? I'm Greg Columbus. Join Jim Garrity of National Review and me each weekday for the Three Martini Lunch podcast. We'll give you the good, bad, and crazy news of the day for conservatives, and hopefully a lot of laughs too. Join us. Follow the Three Martini Lunch on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.